Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And our show today is our very first special edition holiday episode, which we're super Yay. pumped about. Yeah. Um, it's the 4th of July episode. Um, the 4th of July is coming up. It's on Saturday. We hope you have something awesome planned with you and your loved ones, your family. Usually we go to our family cottage, but we're not this year, which is kind of strange because I don't know that I've ever spent a 4th of July at home. Are you doing mm -hmm. anything fun? To be honest with you, no, but yeah. it's partly, partly because I'm in a new city and partly because there's really no, like all the fireworks are canceled. Yeah. All of the big gatherings are canceled. And, um, again, I just moved here, so I don't really have like a group to hang out with yet. So, yeah. and Alex will be working. So I'm, I don't know. I'm hoping to maybe just relax a little bit yeah, and kick back eat some and good relax. food. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually we go to like a local parade, but that's canceled. And yeah. anyways, it's, it's a weird time. It is. Well, so we had a lot of positive feedback from our listeners about the episode we did with language in the home environment. So if a lot of you are staying home, like Rachel and I, for the 4th <laughs> of July, we have some fun activities for you. And even if you're not, these are just some um, cool things that we thought to give specific activities for the holiday coming up. So for me in speech therapy sessions, holidays run the show truly. I love bringing in toys and games and activities that relate to whatever upcoming holiday it is before, after. I truly try and change it up and bring them in as much as I possibly can. It's something different, unique, and it's something the kids relate to, which is part of the whole thing. So we want you to feel like your home can also, also foster those because we know kids aren't in school right now. You might not be in therapy right now. Um, and you might not be going to some big 4th of July things. So we want you to be able to do stuff from your home. So we'll be providing you with some examples and we'll be doing these for hopefully all the major holidays in the future. Uh, if we get a good response out of it, because I think that would be, you know, really helpful for you guys. So let's get started with 4th of July. Awesome. So the first thing I thought would be awesome to cover would be colors. So for 4th of July, obviously the three most associated colors would be red, white, and blue. And it's really the perfect opportunity to work on color identification, labeling, matching. There are so many different activities that you guys can do to identify colors. You can do this during the fireworks, which, spoiler alert, Claire's going to talk about fireworks <laughs> a little bit more. Um, you can identify colors when playing with glow sticks. Um, I know that we haven't really talked about this, but the Dollar Tree, it's called the Dollar Tree by me, um, is the most amazing 
place for resources yes. and materials. It's they're so cheap. Agreed. Yeah, like Claire said, um, we loved holiday themed activities. They yeah. always have a holiday section, and most dollar stores do. So not just Dollar Tree, but whatever's by you would probably have something. Yeah, so that would be perfect to pick up some glow sticks. Um, I know they have different ones like glasses and wands and pointers, so that could be really fun. Um, usually I look for colored pom-poms, little foam pieces, small toys. You can even make, like say you're driving and going up north, you could make a tiny little um, sensory bin. And I know they have these containers at the Dollar Tree also. I love sensory boxes. I use them a ton in therapy. Um, I know a little bit later on we're going to dedicate an entire episode to these, but I do love making the holiday-themed boxes. You could create an I spy when looking for colors in the box. You could sequence. So first I want you to find the blue car, then I want you to find the red bird. Um, you can use two-step directions. We can create patterns with our colored pom-poms. So two red and a blue, two red and a blue. You can play tic-tac-toe. It's all depending on what you put in those boxes and whatever materials you really have. You could describe the items like we mentioned in a previous episode using the expanding expression toolkit. Kind of go down the line or the list for that. The possibilities are really kind of endless. Yeah, I love that. And especially colors with the American flag. If you put the American flag out of your outside of your house, you know, you could you pass that every time you come up to your house and leave. You could talk about those colors too. Yeah. So fireworks. Rachel did say we are we're gonna talk a little bit about fireworks, which I totally understand that not all children, especially little children or babies, depending how old your child is. Um, I understand that not everyone likes them and they're loud. It's dark. It's all really kind of scary. So totally understandable. Um, but if you are taking your child to fireworks, I think this goes without saying, but I just have to put it here. Please, please, please make sure you're protecting their little ears. I don't want to turn this into a lecture, but I truly feel so strongly about that. I will link an article about ear safety, especially with loud noises like fireworks. So if you don't have to take your, or if you don't take your child to the big fireworks show, you can still expose them to this word and can still expose them to lots of different firework theme activities. For little ones not talking yet, the word boom and crackle can be fun and interactive words that you're doing during these activities. So whenever um, you're doing maybe an art activity that Rachel's going to talk about later, you can do some of those uh, really explanation words, the boom and crackle and make it really animated and fun um, and kind of throw in some of those verbal sequences there. So going along with arts and crafts, we're going to talk more about that, but you can draw fireworks on paper. You can make fireworks out of little pipe cleaners or streamers and hang them around your house. So again, if you're not doing anything, make your house into the fireworks show. So kind of make it into a party scene and with the red, white, and blue, you can kind of overlap and do these activities interchangeably. You can uh, do a fly swatter activity. I found this and I'll link it. It's really cool. Um, you just take a big piece of poster board or white paper and put little dots of like red, white, and blue, and then they hit it with the fly swatter and it turns into, it might be kind of messy, but it turns into a cool looking firework. So and cute. I love it. I thought yeah. it would be so fun. Do it outside. Probably again, could be kind of messy. Make your 
dabs of paint, maybe not very big, but could be something fun to do. There's tons of YouTube videos of fireworks. There's some fun songs. Um, boom goes the firework. I was looking up one earlier. It's so fun. It's like this cute little bear singing the song while he's watching the fireworks. It's like two oh, minutes, but it's yeah. cute. Again, introducing them to that word and what these fireworks are. For some of the older your older kids with autism possibly that you aren't taking to fireworks or maybe you're trying to get them to be more um, comfortable with those loud noises and fireworks. There's some really great social stories that I'm going to link for you about what fireworks are, um, what they sound like, kind of to prepare them for what they might see or hear because regardless of if you're going anywhere, there still may be a lot of really loud noises going on on the 3rd and 4th of July. So uh, highly recommend social stories. We'll probably do a whole uh, show just on those because they're really, really good for kids with autism, for kids with sensory issues, um, kind of just kids across the board. And the YouTube and, videos would be really good for that too, showing yes. them like, this is what to expect. This is yes. what it looks like, what it sounds like. Yeah. So that they know what it is in ahead of time so that yeah. they, especially if they haven't ever seen that before. And then the last thing with fireworks, I just did this with one of my kids. I saw over teletherapy yesterday. I had just like flashcards of pictures of their, um, of pictures of things that they were supposed to say targeting their sounds. So she was targeting K. So for cat and camel and kick, the um, flashcard would be up. And then with my little pointer, I would like make a little red, white, and blue firework on it as soon as she said it. And she thought that was really fun. At the end, I gave her mouse control and let her make a little firework over that. Uh, so it's just something for speech therapists out there, something different to do with maybe the same flashcards you've been using over and over again, but hey, make it 4th of July themed. Yeah, I love that. So the next kind of overall category that we wanted to cover are art activities. I love working art into my sessions because I've found that kids are more engaged. Um, the more they tend to grasp a concept or, or interested in what I'm saying, they want to learn more. So I'm going to quickly run down some art activities that you can do. If you have empty water bottles, you can fill the water bottles up squeeze a couple of drops, make one red, make one blue, leave one clear, shake them up and you can add glitter gems or those little Orbeez. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those like little water yeah. beads. The you can get them at the dollar store. Yeah. Actually. Again, Dollar yeah. Tree is amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, put a squirt. I usually put a squirt of hot glue on the lid and then twist it on to make sure that it doesn't go everywhere. Or if you're really worried about a mess or your kids can like bamboozle their way out of that, maybe ditch the water and just fill up the bottles with colored beads, beans, glitter. You get the same effect. It's just a shaker that way. That sensory aspect too for those kids too. They love it. Yeah, for sure. And the next one's definitely sensory seeking also. Slime. I'm sure there's parents out there listening thinking, absolutely not. No more slime. <laughs> But if you're willing to brave the activity, make the slime, add some glitter, um, red and blue beads, stars, gems, etc. I actually have a link that we can link also for really cute, festive 4th of July slime. The next is marble painting. Super easy. Put some white paper in the bottom of a small bucket, like the rectangular ones you usually use to like wash dishes. Um, put paper in the bottom, marbles, a couple drops of paint, and have them roll the balls around. It ends up looking like one great big firework. Fun. How easy, yeah. too. Yeah. Not sure. as messy as Yeah, some I was going to say paintings. it's all contained. <laughs> um, the next would be 
firework paintings with straws. So you just take like five or six straws, um, bunch them up, put some tape around it. And then the bendy part where you usually sip out of, those are kind of facing out to look like a firework. Dip it in some paint um, and dab it on the paper. I was also thinking if you have like an old bottle brush or dish brush that you could use, that would be really cute too. A favorite for anything, not just holidays, is sidewalk chalk. You can incorporate following directions, maybe make a hopscotch or uh, a little scavenger hunt or clues or whatever. And then back to those plastic beads that I mentioned earlier for the shakers, you can always make the plastic bead bracelets. You can do patterns. Your target words for an activity like that would be on, red, blue, arm. You can talk about body parts. The list kind of goes on and on for art projects. I could keep going. I used to teach preschool so that art is like my jam. So there's also a handful of science experiments or activities that you can do. Majority of them are simple everyday things that you have at home. This first one, you would have to do a little bit of planning. So Skittles, everyone loves Skittles. They have holiday um, bags or whatever. So the Skittles are just red, blue, and white. You put the Skittles on a plate, um, add some water, and then all the colors start to run together, which is super cool. We will link that activity also. I found a really cute activity for marshmallow launchers. So you take an old TP roll um, that doesn't have any toilet paper on it anymore, a balloon, you put the balloon on the bottom, put a rubber band around it, put a mar drop a marshmallow in it, and you can kind of launch them. So, so fun. Yeah, that's kind of fun. You can see. Especially for older kids. They love yeah, that. Yeah, who can cool. get it farther yeah. or maybe into little buckets or oh, whatever. Little white and blue buckets, like get it in so the blue cute. bucket. Yeah. That'd, that'd be fun. So we can link that. Also, shaving cream with food coloring. That's huge. Make some red, white, blue. Mix it all together. See how it looks. The next one is tie-dyeing flowers, which is really cool. You get some white flowers, put one in some water with red water, food coloring, blue water, and then leave one white. And they slowly, as they suck up the water, turn different colors, which kids think is like amazing. Magic. <laughs> yeah. And the last one is the ever so popular paper airplane. So your target words for this could be plane, wing. You can talk about the different colors again, up, down, far, throw. Keep in mind as you're doing any of these activities, just to narrate everything you do, like we talked about last week, talk about the colors, the steps you took, sequence it, provide instructions, and then when you're done, just recap everything you did. Yeah, I love those. Those were so many good ideas. So like many. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm probably gonna do them myself. I don't even have children, but they yeah. just sound really yeah. fun. <laughs> so kind of going off the narrating part, uh, some target words that you guys can target with your little ones. If you listened to our episode from last week, uh, you heard me talk about that idea of targeting a short list of words a week or a couple words a day. Again, whatever works for your little one and your family, uh, but especially for late talkers, you can do this um, and you can do it with all children. So your words for the week, and I'll just give them to you and you can choose which one, um, or you can have all of them. They could be firework, those boom and crackle noises, flag, red, white, blue for colors, 
uh, star stripe, honestly, anything else July. If you're, if, if you have an older kid and you're working on months, that could be something. The number four, if you're working on numbers again, for an older kid, you can also target some of those core or high frequency words. So go more done open, please eat and drink as you're participating in all of these 4th of July activities. And these words truly are across the board. So when you're doing art projects, when you're doing different types of um, barbecues and family parties and things like that, just anytime you can put those words in there. So since it's festive, I recommend making a craft maybe while you're doing, while you're targeting the words with your child. So pull out some paper and markers and make a flag or make a firework. And then you yourself write those words on it, put it on the fridge. And then it's always on the fridge and it's a cute little picture that they drew or they colored or whatever. So um, they're kind of participating in making their own list of words. If your child is working on articulation, that's a really good opportunity to target some of these words as well. Again, I had um, a teletherapy session and I told them to work on firework all week long because she's working on F. So all week long, you're going to talk about fireworks. You're going to do it in a really good F sound. And I want to hear you bite, or I want to hear you make a really good F sound as you bite your lip. And um, so you could kind of bring those words into our tick if you're working with actual specific sounds. Again, as Rachel said, put all of these words in anything that you're narrating. So sequencing activities, um, following directions, really these activities overlap so much and you can do them again, all interchangeably. I love that. So our next major and last major activity that we wanted to cover would be cooking. Cause I know we talked about that during the language activities at home episode. So we have two fun recipes for you guys that would be perfect to make with your kiddos for 4th of July. The first one would be Rice Krispie Treats. Everyone loves Rice Krispie Treats. We will link a recipe that we have, but the basics are to have marshmallows, butter, Rice Krispie Treats, food coloring. Your target words for that activity would be mix, bowl, spoon, melt, red, blue. You can talk about the ingredients. And the other recipe that I found, they're called firecracker dogs. I know every kid, pretty much every kid loves hot dogs. So all you need- Fun name too. Yeah. So all you need would be biscuit dough, hot dogs, some skewers, slices of cheese, and if you want to make it really cute, a little star-shaped cookie cutter. And basically what you do is you- cut the biscuit dough into smaller pieces. You wrap it around the hot dogs, put it on a skewer, cook it that way. And then when it comes out, you put the little star-shaped piece of cheese at the top. So cute. yeah, they're really cute. So the target words for that would be roll, cut, star, on, wrap, hot. Again, you can talk about the ingredients. The word eat would be perfect. And we can link that recipe also on our Facebook page. And those are so fun to do. Again, if you're not going to some sort of party, you can still make something fun to eat and something themed. That's yeah. awesome. So our last thing we're going to talk about is teachers pay teachers, which I don't think I was thinking about this, Rachel. I don't think we've I know. mentioned How's teachers possible? pay teachers. I don't know. You guys, seriously, teachers pay teachers. We call it TPT. So if I say that, that's what I mean. 
TPT has been huge for me, especially in my first year as a speech therapist. Um, when I was broke and I felt like I couldn't find any materials anywhere, I went to Teachers Pay Teachers for everything. They have free materials. They have uh, materials that you can buy for like a couple dollars if you really want, but you can find pretty much most things that you want on there for free. And it's not just speech therapy, it's math and social studies. And there's so much on there. And if you haven't, parents especially, if you haven't looked on there yet for things that maybe your school has recommended um, working on with your child, I highly recommend it. We'll put a link in there. Um, it's just, it's great. So side note too, when you search for something on there, just change the sort by to ascending price. And that's how you find the free ones. <laughs> again, I'm just being yeah. kind of money savvy yeah. <laughs> here, but um, again, we'll leave that link for the teachers pay teachers site. But um, these are things that you don't necessarily need to print off. You could just reference them. Um, if you have some sort of tablet or iPad or even on your phone, also, you could even just use it for inspiration for some sort of um, activity. So if they have something that you're supposed to paint or color or whatever it is, um, make it into an activity that you almost kind of make for yourself and inspire you to do. So a couple that I'm going to link for you um, are the first one is thumbprints. So it's a cool little flag that you um, dip your child's thumb into like red, white, or blue and just kind of put their thumbprints on it to decorate it. So just kind of a, a craft thing. Um, but you could use that maybe as they're targeting a sound if you're working on articulation, maybe as you're targeting actions or you're labeling food. Every time they do it, they get to put their little finger in and make a fingerprint or something. Um, again, just make it whatever learning experience you can. The next one is simply just pictures. I found um, it's it almost kind of looks like a bingo board, but it's real pictures of 4th of July things. So it has the flag, it has a firework, it has a hamburger, um, things like that that you can talk about to say this is what the 4th of July is about uh, for somebody or for a child that's younger. For a child that's older, I'm also linking an informational PowerPoint. And this is really cool. It basically is just, um, it's only a few slides PowerPoint, but it goes through what the 4th of July is. What does it mean to be independent? And it's written in kids terms. So it's, um, I don't know what grade level it's for, but it's definitely, I think you could definitely use it with like first, second graders because it uses language that they'll understand. And I think that's a really good idea. If you're trying to kind of explain what the 4th of July is, you could use that kind of to lead you in it. The next one is a scavenger hunt. So let's say, um, this gives you a bunch of pictures too, but you could have it on your phone if you're going somewhere to a party or fireworks or whatever and say, Ooh, can you find someone that has a hamburger? Can you find a streamer? Can you find this or that kind of pertaining all to, um, 4th of July activities? So that could be kind of fun, a fun way to make sure that you're still giving them that language, even when you're doing some sort of party. That's really um, cute. I like that. Yeah. You could, you could also, I'm just thinking out loud, you could like take yeah. those pictures and make it maybe into like a bingo board Yeah, and for sure. see who finds what first and see who oh, can get a bingo. The scat, like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And then the last one is just a token board. So I don't think we've really talked about token boards, but they're basically reinforcement boards. So every time your child does, let's say, let's say you want them to do something super functional, like clean their room. <laughs> every, every time they pick up something, 
they get a star. So this func or I'm sorry, this token board is um, a flag. So you could print it off, or it's actually on boom cards. So you could drag the star every time. Um, so every time they pick up whatever they're supposed to pick up in their room, they get a star that gets to be moved to the flag. Uh, you could do this even with just a piece of paper, make your own flag and get little sticker stars at the dollar store and do that. So it could almost be a sticker sheet. Um, so just something that gives them reinforcement and motivates them to do what you want them to do. You could also use this for a language activity, but I know functionally you want them to do certain things maybe around the house. And that could be a good way to kind of um, make them a little more motivated to do so. Yeah. I know Claire, you mentioned um, like hand painting and finger painting on the mm -hmm. flag. If you have really little babes that you're doing this stuff with, like I've done handprint and footprint art with yeah. Henry and I learned super early on that paint is a no-go and to do stamp pads. Oh, good so, idea. Yeah. So we have stamp pads that you just get like add a little bit of water to, to make it more wet. So you don't have to like really push their hand or foot down and then just have a ton of baby wipes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. For anything really well. with paint, I think regardless yeah. of your child's age, age, especially if they're little, but yeah, a lot of this stuff can be really messy, obviously. Yeah, for sure. So. Well, I'm so excited. That was such a fun yeah. episode. I hope you guys took some ideas away that you're going to use, whether it's a recipe, a science experiment, a scavenger hunt, or an art activity. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. As always, you can find me on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in Virginia or Ohio is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, Kindly Speech LLC at gmail.com. And Rachel and I also have that email address for our podcast. It's just the name, Let's Talk About Speech Podcast at gmail.com. Please email us with questions, especially about this episode if you want um, maybe a more specific way to implement an activity or um, for your specific child email us any questions we will answer and we hope you guys have a fun and safe fourth of july relax spend time with family and you can listen to us next tuesday bye <laughs>